This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. Indeed, this time going inside, a beautiful move and finish. And for the first time tonight, Joel Embiid engaging the crowd and getting into the paint. Well, you can see that the couple jumpers that he's made before have set this up. Now here's your host, Alex Dreisick. Like a hero, but I can't fly. No, you never crash if you don't try. Took it to the edge, now I know I'm never gonna live if you're too scared to die. Good afternoon to you on the East Coast. Good morning to you on the West Coast. I'm your host for Moose's Volligans, Alex Dryzak. Oh, hey. Make sure to check us out at facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans. Give it a like for all the latest information. Uh, we'll be posting some new information where I'll be going on Angel Jones' uh, podcast, 12-Minute Convos. Love that show, and I will be uh, going on it soon. So to get more information on that, go to facebook.com slash Mulligans and give us a like. All right, we're going to start you with your recent highlights. And the NFL is still in the toilet. And ironically, they had the Redskins playing on Thanksgiving. Seems like a weird time for the league to be pushing the envelope when I don't think they're even in a position to be looking at the envelope. It could have been worse. could have been Cowboys Redskins. I'm just going to go out in the hallway and throw up about something else. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the MLB. The uh, Atlanta Braves were severely penalized by Major League Baseball. Uh, they apparently found the team circling around some rules from 2015 through 2017 on international signings. So Rob Manfred took a big step as commissioner and declared that the punishment is 12 minor leaguers, including their star youngster, uh, Kevin Mayton, will be free agents. And now the Braves have had their GM resign and a lot of turmoil going there in what was looking like a really good rebuild for the Braves. Now we kind of know why it was looking so good, I guess. Moving on in baseball, the Phillies also designated Mark Appel for assignment. So Mark Appel was the first overall pick of uh, the recently crowned Houston Astros in 2013. He came out of the College of Stanford. If you haven't heard of that one, it's pretty high educational-wise. Well, I have no idea. I thought you knew. Uh, the 26-year-old has been considered one of the biggest flop picks. Well, in baseball, otherwise I'd throw Ryan Leaf up there at the second pick. I'm, you know, anyway, the biggest flop possibly since Brian Taylor was the first overall pick of the Yankees in 1991. But what amazes me most about this whole pick is that the Astros could have had Chris Bryant, Clint Frazier, Aaron Judge, and many other highly touted prospects in this draft. But the Astros were still able to win a title even without the pick. So it just shows you how far along losing can get you, as long as you get a lot of good picks versus a few good picks. Ooh, even I found that to be in bad taste. So now enter the Philadelphia 76ers as we transfer over to the NBA. It looks like the Sixers are proving me more right than I ever thought I'd be about them this year. Their their picks that they've stashed up are now really turning into solid NBA players, and uh, they're showing some serious firepower for the future. Uh, For example, we see the combination of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, which I think right now is the most underrated combo in the league. We have a big man who can strongly play the four in Simmons. He's shown with 9.1 rebounds per game. He's also shown he can bring the ball up effectively. He's passed for 7.7 assists per game. And, you know, 2.1 steals per game. He's very good on the ball. Now, his shooting away from the basket seems to be his weakness right now. So, enter Joel Embiid. 
Now, we're used to seeing big men play in the NBA like Dwight Howard, Andre Drummond, Kevin Garnett, um, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, Matumbo, uh, Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace, Tim Duncan, just so many. And uh, all these guys were very well known for controlling the post game and dominating the boards on rebounds. And most most of them were actually known for their struggling of shooting from mid-range on. Well, Joel Embiid has kind of broken the standard. Not just his shooting ability. I mean, we've seen a big man be able to shoot the ball in the shape of Dirk Nowitzki. He's probably on his way to the Hall of Fame for his shooting. But we also get to see Embiid's athleticism dominating the inside of the perimeter, the outside of the perimeter. This, this is something new to me in the league. Right now, Embiid is averaging 23 points per game, 11 rebounds per game around there, and 2 blocks per game. But what's amazing to me is he's doing all of this while shooting over 50% from the field, over 25% from 3, and around 75% from the free throw line. What do you think of that? Well, he's showing us what we said 20 years ago wouldn't be possible. A 7-foot big man who can handle the ball, shoot the ball, but he's not giving up anything on low post defense. He's athletic enough to get up and down the court. And, you know, I'm going to reach out and reach on this one a little bit and say that I'm going to tie this directly into what's happening in the MLB right now, and I don't think we notice it. Shoei Otani is a Japanese baseball player who, if you haven't heard, it's kind of the Babe Ruth for them over there. He's trying very hard to come over and play Major League Baseball. This guy throws over 26, oh, excuse me, <laughs> throws over 96 miles per hour, still very young, and he also hits over 300 in the Japanese Baseball League. You serious, Clark? Yeah, we baseball fans over here are still just sitting here saying that it's not possible for a player to be successful in both hitting and pitching aspects of baseball. Why, why shouldn't we open up the idea of a two-way guy in baseball? We've already started to see it in basketball with Embiid. <laughs> Definitely not seeing it in football. Yeah, Dory Jackson for this Titans is doing special teams in a few runs and playing cornerback at the same time, but they're having a hard enough time in football keeping players healthy on one side of the ball. I, I can't imagine them playing both sides the way the league is now. The, the point I'm trying to make here is that we said there would never be a seven-foot center that could effectively shoot from three, effectively shoot from the free-throw line, while being one of the best defenders in the league. Maybe we shouldn't be so quick to say that there won't be a two-way baseball player. You know, I want to stick to this topic. Yeah, so uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring on our NBA expert, Ben Huff, to discuss this, and we're going to take a quick break right here on Moose's Mulligans. This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. Nice throw. It's all right. I got a ladder. I'll get it. Actually, just tell Mrs. Donnelly her paper's on the roof and she can get it whenever she wants. Oh, that's good thinking, Clark. I'll just have 80-year-old Mrs. Donnelly climb on a roof to get her newspaper. Okay, cool. Thanks. Whoa, 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 Clark. I was kidding. You can't do that. All right, fine. Here, give her one of these. This is yesterday's paper. Well, at least it's not on the roof. Clark, don't pick your nose in front of me, please. I'm not picking, I'm scratching. What are you, scratching your brain? Now here's your host, Alex Streisick.
Alright, back here on Moose's Mulligans. Check us out at facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans. Give us a like for all the latest information. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about basketball here, and I'm going to bring on our NBA expert, Ben Huff. How you doing, Ben? Good, how are you, buddy? Uh, doing good. So, um, the first thing I wanted to ask you, we started the show about Joel Embiid. I wanted to ask your opinion on him so far, and what do you think of the big man? I love this guy. I think he's one of the greatest guys in the league. His footwork has been phenomenal this season, and I hope he continues the growth that he has done so far. Uh, continue to develop himself like Elijah one, and I just would like to see him work on basically everything. As long as he's working at becoming better, he's going to be one of the greatest guys in the league. No, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, we, we've seen a lot of young talent emerging, and it took a few years for some of these guys in the league to fully develop to these stars we're seeing. So, uh, What's your uh, thoughts on the one-and-done in college basketball right now or versus a three-year requirement like we see in uh, baseball? Actually, in baseball, you can get drafted out of high school or three years in college. So, anyway, what's your opinion on that? I would kind of like to see it go like uh, baseball where they can either get drafted right out of high school or do the three-year program or the three-year college requirement. Either way, I just want to see the one-and-done rule gone. It has not worked at all. So, if it's a three-year requirement... Uh, it's fine with me in college, and that, or they can go straight from high school. But as long as that one and done is out, I'm happy. Right. We've seen the growth of the G League, really, from this. That's the only really positive thing I've seen from the one and done rule. Uh, in baseball, you can get drafted out of high school, or you can get drafted three years plus out of college. And uh, it seems to work pretty well with baseball because it's such a deep minor league system. In basketball, there's just such amount of little players because there's 12, 13 guys active on a team. So it would be interesting to see how it worked with a three-year plan. We definitely see better college basketball, and I think uh, it would actually help the pros, and the, the whole tanking thing might be a little less of a concern because teams are harder. it's harder to plan out taking a 19-year-old kid and saying, yeah, we'll tank for three years and let him grow until he's 22, and we'll get three great draft picks. So now we're going to play my favorite game, of course. And that's money talks and BS walks. Woo! Yes. And the first statement, yeah, the first statement I got for you: uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons will have more championships than Eric Bledsoe and Ante Tikempo. I'm going money. Uh, I, I love the, this combo. And then, hey, if they can add another third guy or continue to grow their their pieces from tanking for so many years, I can see this team winning some championships way further down the line. But I think they'll win more. Then Bledsoe, Bledsoe is overrated in my opinion. I'm not a big fan of him. And Giannis, hey, add Giannis to Ben Simmons and Embiid, and you got a stellar young team. <laughs> oh man, that basketball is getting crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with money on this. Uh, I, what I really sold me on this was that when Antetokounmpo was four and seven before Bledsoe came over, I was a little worried because he was already playing like MVP caliber, and if that wasn't enough, then the Bucks still have a long way to go, in my opinion. And I'm I'm gonna go money on that. So the second statement is we're going to tie into the 76ers still. Uh, teams that finish in the bottom five of the draft lottery for three years should be punished by not getting a lottery the third year. So that was a long one. but I'm going BS. I don't think punishing the teams would do any better because then they're just going to be in the bottom five for, the, for a longer period. They're not going to get that draft pick that they're wanting. They're not going to get better. So... It's going to hurt the team and the league because the teams aren't getting better, so they're just going to stuck at being at the bottom. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. But from what I've been reading and you know, I, from so much I've been hearing about basketball, it's that these teams, 
take the rest game, and they've already tried to fix this a little bit with the latest collective bargaining agreement, but I think teams would be less likely to rest players and make more of a push in free agency, knowing that that third-year penalty is coming. And some people say, oh, they're trying to build a franchise. But basketball, all it, I, it's like all it takes is one superstar player for you to be a contender. And to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go money on this. I think by the third year, they should be punished because that, that's a whole fan base. And that's me who has to suffer watching through that, too, as a fan. So I'm, I'm going to go money and think I, I think we should punish them. I'm, I'm always an optimist, you know, looking at the positive side. So <laughs> the third one, I'm always going to ask you your Laker question. And uh, the Lakers will finish with a better record than the Clippers. I'm going money with this one. Uh, if Lonzo Ball can stay aggressive and be that playmaker on the floor, I don't care if he gets zero points the rest of the season. As long as he's a playmaker and stays aggressive, the Lakers are going to do well. And the Clippers are losing people left and right. Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan aren't going to be able to lead this Clippers team. I don't think – I had high hopes for them, but they don't seem to be doing very well. So I'm going to go money on this one. I'm going to agree with you and go money. Our, our power rankings on our official website. That's at alexanderstryzak.wixsite.com slash Mulligans. You can find the link on our Facebook page. Our power rankings have had the Clippers more on the downside. And they had a very easy schedule to start, which ironically started with the Lakers. But I've, I've loved to see how the Lakers are improving. And to me, the Clippers are, are should be in rebuild mode. And it looks like they're more just holding on for dear life. And that can be a scary situation like we've seen with the Brooklyn Nets. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for coming on, Ben. Always love having you on. Of course, anytime, Blake. <laughs> Always love having Ben on. All right, that's all the time we have for this week. Make sure to check us out at facebook.com slash Mulligans, as you can get the latest information on me going on 12-minute convos with Angel Jones and all the other latest news on the podcast for your favorite sports podcast right here on Moose's Mulligans. I'm Alex Dreisack, and until next week, remember... Fairways and Greens, no mulligans. We'll see you next week.